0: Sorry, I didn't have Take the your time. I got to figure out if I can pronounce most of these people's names.
1: All right. Okay.
2: Start. Go. Go.
1: Start the podcast. I'm welcome to The I'm Critic. This is my I'm name's Chris Klump. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, Welcome, whoa, whoa. To, welcome man, to The Critic. My name's Chris Klump. My, with me always is Matt Shaver, Parker Lindstrom. Um, today we're doing a Raging Bull. Uh, it's about a boxer. Uh, secondhand lions. Um, <laughs> it's like about lions, and, and there's like a plane, and and then Michael Caine's in it and so uh, Bobby Roberts and we out rate us review us he did that
2: so well that's that's wow, you, wow. You, I think you're losing some of your responsibilities here
0: Chris I, I, you know what <laughs> At the council has spoken <laughs> listen listen 37
1: guys. second podcast <laughs>
0: after after every week when people tell me what they thought of the previous week's episode I always think that I'm being marginalized and now I'm I'm convinced of it like I'm I'm almost out of this Wow. Well, so. yeah that's pretty much the plan pretty soon you guys just going to take over and just make me edit it. But
2: then the fun thing is that once it's just me and Parker, then we won't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Finally, we got rid of Chris. You ready to call this? Nah. Fritz? Yep, sounds yeah. <laughs> good. <get>. I'm
1: lazy. I'm <laughs> tired. I don't, tired. I don't feel <laughs> like doing this. We, I already, won't even hit record, we're, and this isn't even plugged in. We'd just be sitting here talking with microphones, and then we would be like, oh, who's going to like, I'll
2: call Parker and be like, hey, we're we recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right
1: now. Right now. Okay, movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, hey everybody, Chris. welcome to
0: <laughs> The Critic Podcast. Each week we talk about movies both new and on Netflix. Uh, I'm Chris Klump, with me as always... is Myers, Ray... Right and Parker. Okay, this week's movie is, of course, Raging Bull. Uh, before we get into that, let's get into some trailers.
1: trailer Time!
2: Trailers! I just saw a whole bunch of
0: trailers! Trailer.
1: <laughs> I love how you guys feel
0: the need to like pause. Yeah, pause. No, smart. But the pausing part isn't what what shocks me. It's the fact that you want to reenact all the sound effects. Well, they're all so used. good. Does
2: it really shock you? <laughs> It shocks me. It shocks me. To my me core. That you would be such jackasses about things. <laughs> I just can't believe it. You know. To you my, know. my core. <laughs> it shocks me. I should have oh.
0: should, thought who I was going to get involved with this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, our first, <laughs> our first trailer... Uh, which one do we want to do? We'll go with uh,
1: God's pocket.
0: Oh, really? Okay, I was gonna go with. It sounds so
1: that title sounds pocket. All right, we'll go with God's pocket. We'll go with God's pocket. Pocket, God. We'll go go with
0: God's pocket.
2: (laughs) When Mickey's crazy stepson Leon is killed in a construction accident, nobody in the working class neighborhood of God's pocket is sorry he's gone. Mickey tries to bury the bad news with the body but when the boy's mother demands the truth, Mickey finds himself stuck in a life and death struggle between a body he can't bury and a wife he can't please and a debt he can't pay.
0: Boom. All right, this movie stars uh, Christina Hendricks, John uh Eddie Marson, who I, I like. He's one of those, like, uh, yeah, those-guy those yeah, actors. Yeah, he's a those-guy. Um... Richard Jenkins. Another that guy. Yep. 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 Also, yep. Um, and, of course, uh, the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, um, I Yep. So, uh, the... <laughs> it's hard to
2: S
1: together. together.
2: PCH. PCH. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Philip P-C-H. Philip Seymour. Philip
2: If you want to shorten it, you can
1: write it with a C. What <laughs> 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 The letter C dash more. Maybe that was a
2: screen name.
1: <laughs> like a handle. Yeah. On like forums. C more.
0: <laughs> oh god. Anyway, this uh, movie.
1: This movie. Um. So. I, I immediately had like an American Hustle feel. Yes, like yes, it, like definitely. good actors in a period piece, but not like way too old. Right, right. Like seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, did we? Did you mention Caleb Landry Jones? Oh no, I did not.
1: Because he was
2: in another movie that we reviewed, Antiviral. Yep, he was in an Antiviral, and he was an action men first.
1: Class. Oh, really? Yes. That that main guy in Antivirals in this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That dude was creepy. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he's crazy he and like, everything he does. He, I
1: wonder, is he like the guy that gets killed? Because he kind of like was that young. He could be. maybe because they there was only a couple scenes of him. Maybe
0: uh, does he, who? Gets, yeah, yeah, he plays yeah. He plays the guy. He he gets play, killed.
1: Oh, interesting. Spoilers. <laughs> it's a, it's in the trailer. In the trailer, I know.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, this movie looks like like you said that it, it really does have an American hustle feel. Um, Only a bit darker.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit darker. I don't yeah. think there is going to be as many not as laughs. Funny. Yeah, not not nearly as funny. Um, although we'll have some laughs,
0: yes. some because there was some. one towards the end there. Yeah, I, yeah, I with, love with John I Totoro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love John Totoro. He's he's great. great. Yeah. He's great. Like he I I am actually really ashamed of myself for being like the first time I ever saw him like and and, and kind of like became aware of him as an actor was The Big Lebowski, mm. and then. For a while, it was like, "Oh, it's that guy from The Big Lebowski," not understanding right. that he's actually this
1: right, and he acclaimed... had a pretty decent career before, the right? Big
0: Lebowski. Yeah, like he's he's like this critically acclaimed actor who's really phenomenal. But I only knew him as the Jesus in The Big Lebowski, <laughs> and then later I'm like, "Oh, it's the dude from Barton Fink." Like I only knew him from right, <laughs> you know, Cohen Brothers films, uh, and and like oh, he is in a lot of Cohen. He films. Is, he, is he is in is. a lot of Cohen's films. He's one of their go to guys. Yep. Um. But for good reason, because yes. he is an amazing now, actor. Now, his
2: greatest role, of course, will always be Agent Simmons in the Transformers franchise.
0: <laughs> let's, let's not bring that up. Let's not talk <laughs> about that. Every man needs a paycheck, all right? The mm-hmm. guy probably wanted to like buy a pool or something.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, he is in Raging Bull. Did you know this? He's in Raging Wait, Bull? Wait, he is? he is? Who's um, he in Raging he Bull? Uncredited, but a man at Webster Hall table. Oh, really? Of the
2: guys in yeah. the club.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Huh>. Oh,
2: interesting. <laughs> Learned something uncredited. New every day.
1: Uncredited. I just was like, went to his IMDB just to see what else he's been in, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. uncredited. Well, I, I would have,
2: no, we'll talk about that later, but I would have but, no idea, because like, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Um. So, there, the, this film has a lot going on for it that I would be excited for. Like I said, John Turturro is great. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman is great. Yeah. Um. Really like Richard Jenkins, even though you probably wouldn't recognize him. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't know him by name. Uh, But you definitely know him when you see him. Oh, definitely. And, of course, anything with uh, Christina Hendricks, or Hendricks, rather, uh, because she's fine. (laughs) Matt, there you go. As often as you complain that I don't... uh, objectify actresses. Here, I will, I will do so. When have I
1: ever complained? I have. Man, Chris, you, don't objectify, women <laughs> you don't objectify women enough. You don't objectify women enough. You
0: need to do that Matt, more. You did, it, you did it on the Never podcast. Never have I said that. You, you did
2: it on the podcast. Never have I said that.
0: Okay, maybe not in that sense, but that's what you meant.
2: If any, that's no. what you meant. That's if anything, best. I've only been defending that I'm allowed to once in a while say that a woman's attractive no, on the show Matt without being does like, say, oh, jeez.
1: Matt, the usual thing is Matt says, well, considering that the other two guys on the podcast are married, yes. I'll be the it guy is. that says this yeah. thing about this person being hot.
0: Well, right. she she is
1: hot. I don't know if she's hot in this movie because <laughs> she looks a little
0: strong out A lot, out yeah, a lot of times
1: like she plays characters that you're like, mm.
0: Like yeah. Because yeah. she's an actress. Right. Yeah. And a, <laughs> like a, a, a legitimate actress. And and yeah. So I yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this film. I doubt it will get a wide release, unfortunately. Um it's probably gonna come to a theater near you. Yeah, we'll which see. Which means a, no theater near us is gonna
2: <laughs> A theater in your living room yeah, on demand. On
0: demand. So it comes out uh May ninth. Uh and I'm I'm gonna do my damn just to Check it out. So. Alright. The next trailer we saw, If I Stay.
2: If I Stay. Mia Hall thought the hardest decision she would ever face would be whether to pursue her musical dreams at Juilliard or follow a different path to be with the love of her life, Adam. But what should have been a carefree family drive changes everything in an instant. And now her own life hangs in the balance. Caught between life and death for one revealing day... Mia has only one decision left, which will not only decide her future, but her ultimate fate.
0: All right. Uh, All
1: right. Uh, This is a movie that I was surprised that Chris suggested and not me. Well, I suggested
0: it it because the first time I saw the trailer, I thought, this is a Parker movie. Hmm. This is definitely a Parker film. Yeah.
1: Especially if it would have been based on a young adult book. It was. (laughs) It there is. You go. It is that's we that's part
0: of it. the reason. I was like, "Oh, this is based off a young adult novel. Parker probably read it and knows everything <laughs> about it." Uh the the um, I'm looking up and down the cast list. The only actor I see The only is, one people is, would probably yeah, care about is Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, right. Chloe Grace Moretz. So every everybody in, else is uh,
2: a very serious role. Very yeah, serious. She's not usually in no, I don't, I don't I want to say not serious roles, but yeah. she's not usually in like drama series. Right, roles. right. She's usually in like horror or some kind of like extreme, yeah, something or other.
0: Right. So, it, gathering from the trailer again, this the. This trailer takes a sharp left turn about, um, yeah. well, about 30 and, and seconds Well, and for in. a good
2: reason, because yeah. for the first half of the trailer, I'm just like, I don't care.
1: That's you what know? I was like. like w- wh- wh- why, this are, why? is just
2: a teen drom- drama Yeah, exactly. Um, post-teen drama or whatever. And then the car crash happens, and you realize, yep. like, oh, a lot of this is going to be, like, her watching over her... Suspended, almost dead body. Right. Yeah. Like having an out-of-body experience. That makes it. That makes it a little more
1: interesting. Yeah. Exactly. It could still be dumb and cheesy, but it has more potential. Well,
0: it it is based off a young adult novel, so the cheese factor is. There's good shot, good chance, real good Mm -hmm. chance. (laughs) Yeah, but cheesy isn't always bad. It's just (laughs) cheesy. But, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) to Uh, answer your question, partner. Yeah, I I did kind of suggest this because I thought it'd be up your alley. Thank you very um, much. And it, it does look like a Parker-esque film. Yep. <laughs> We're going to start our own genre of just Parker-esque. Parker, have you <laughs> seen Whip It?
1: Yes. Yeah, I have it. Do you like that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's, it's the same. Director? Uh, actually, writer oh. who adapted the screenplay. Oh, okay. Shauna Cross. She did Whip It. Uh, I'm just looking at R.J. Cutler's the director. Yeah, because yeah, like Whip
1: It was that what Diablo, right?
2: Diablo Cody, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you might be right. This guy's
0: done some like He's done lots of TV, TV stuff. stuff. Yeah, a lot of television.
1: No, it wasn't. No, with it is Drew Barrymore? I, oh, I guess okay. I didn't realize that. Hmm. Cool. A lot of
2: TV that I've never heard of.
0: Yeah, a, lo- a lot of, a lot of failed pilots in that list. <laughs> uh, Interesting. <laughs> so that who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I know that. Uh, 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 Chloe Grace Moretz doesn't Th- just the, pick stuff exactly. like Willie like knows. That's she, the thing. Like
1: uh, Judging by the by her, the film she's been in, she probably wouldn't say yes to something that wasn't pretty decent. Yeah. She, or was going to get her like a whole bunch of money. And this doesn't look like a whole it's bunch necessarily going to get her a whole bunch of money. Right. Like It's not like the Hunger no, Games or something I, where it's like maybe, instant paycheck. I'm just
2: theorizing, but it might break her in more to that. Like crowd that appreciates this kind of film more, but it could. It could. I don't know why she'd really. Want well, she um,
0: I I I read an interview because somebody asked her why she picks the role she does, and she just says, "Well, I just I pick them strictly on whether I want to play them or not, right? Right? So like that, that gives makes me sense. But some, again, some you know, hope. she
2: is you know she's a
0: how old is she now? S- I want to say seventeen. I'm guessing. Uh... 97,
2: 97
0: So that's that's, seven, that's 17 is seventeen, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, 17. seventeen. So not we old enough yet man.
2: for me to make any comments. But, uh, but she, yes. you know, she you're is, right. Well, well, yeah. I know. she is a teenage girl. So you know this. You know, it's not just because she's been in movies like Kick Ass doesn't mean that she's beyond being like, oh, this seems like a really you know cool thing. Like right. This kind of that's role. true. Group. so
0: but this film does look like like you said in the beginning of the trailer my thoughts exactly what yours was which was uh <sighs> this is gonna be boring <laughs> i'm I, I almost didn't finish the trailer and then when it takes that sharp left turn after the crash i'm like all right now i'm on board this kind of looks interesting i yeah. might i don't know if i'm gonna go see this in theaters
2: but it has the potential to be
0: decent yeah it so. do, does it does look like it might time, be interesting time will tell uh this film comes out august 22nd so All right, on to our shotgun review.
1: This is my boomstick.
0: Boomsticks? (laughs) All right, four lines. Four
2: incompetent British jihadists set out to train for and commit an act of terror.
0: All right. This movie stars probably not nobody, many people you know. Nobody you'd recognize. I don't recognize anybody on this. No. Um So I'm yeah, we we we, we we've all seen Four Lions. Uh, I think we all saw it together, didn't we? Or am I I, no. I saw it with Parker. I don't know if you saw it with us that time.
2: Yeah, I don't th- I don't think so. I okay. mean maybe
0: maybe the second time that I saw it, maybe it was with you guys. Possibly, possibly. Um I'm trying to remember. Um Yeah. This movie is great. Uh yes, this movie is. is uh an, an uh v- <laughs> this movie is a great example of a of a black comedy. Um uh, In fact it's... it
2: was our we talked about it when we reviewed yeah. Doctor Strange Love, but yes. this is sort of like Doctor Strangelove is to the Cold War. As this movie is to post
0: nine eleven yeah exactly. war on terrorism yeah. yes
1: so the whole the
0: whole premise of the film is that these these uh jihadists want w- like want to commit an act of terror but like most of them are idiots like complete right. buffoons right uh the only one with any actual intelligence is the main guy is the main guy and even he's kind of just you, you you believe Omar. He, yeah he, he you don't believe he's going to be able to pull anything off uh because he's trying to keep these guys in line to be able to do it as well and they just they just don't understand anything. <laughs> this movie is is incredibly funny, but you almost feel guilty for laughing at it because the the <laughs> the, the the uh like what the movie's about is very serious. Oh yeah. Like incredibly mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. Um, especially
1: considering that it's like very relevant
0: oh incredibly relevant yeah because the whole thing is like it shows them uh trying to buy chemicals to make bombs um, and trying to fit like they're arguing over which target to hit like the one the one who wants to target a mosque even though they <laughs> because are because they'll never see it coming yeah because they'll never basically. see it coming basically and they're, he's like well we can't target a mosque that doesn't make any sense like um and like the one guy's just like in it for reasons he doesn't even like he just he just gets convinced by other people that he wants to do it when right, really he doesn't right. want to at all. Um and and eventually it all kind of falls apart like they all like
1: But but again like like all like especially good comedies there are some moments that are not at all funny. No, no. Like not even just that they're like a little bit dark, they're just like whoa. Yeah, that just got yeah. serious quick and then it then it goes back or whatever. But it's like there's
0: there, there. There's some incredibly there's a scene at the end where they're sitting down and like talking. Yeah. um, And like I think it's like a, a, a like a diner or restaurant or something. And like he's trying to convince him that this isn't what he needs to do. Like the main character trying to convince this other guy that, like, no, you actually don't want to blow yourself up. This is a terrible idea. We need to stop this. Yeah, and it gets really serious really quickly, but then becomes ridiculous like <laughs> instantly.
2: I think one of the most interesting commentaries that the movie makes, you know, going beyond like the humor and everything, is the fact that the main character—I already went away from the—I um, forget
0: right? the actor's name. It's uh, o- o- Omar. Omar. Yeah.
2: Omar's brother <clears throat> is, his brother is a very extreme Muslim in the sense that he's very religious. Right. Uh, his wives wear like, f- or his wife and all of his friend's wives wear like full on burqas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always wearing like the traditional Muslim dress. He doesn't, he doesn't stand in a room with another man's like wife.
0: It's so like uh, super old, like, yeah. school. the so he, the Amish but, of uh, yeah. <laughs> of Muslim.
2: But the movie makes a point of saying, "Hey, guess what? The more liberalized, like modern one, he's actually the one who's the terrorist, right? The the and the it s- makes you it makes you think like the answer isn't just being like right. all all religious traditionalism is bad. Yeah, this yeah. is like how we get rid of it. We need to get rid of like this old because it all it takes is an idea, right? And, right. and you can. It, it sometimes you can take it and liberalize it and make it like seem like cool and modernized and you use technology and you you know you aren't like super super old school in everything that you do but all it takes is one part of that idea to be like yeah it seems like a good idea i should right. blow some people cuz even uh,
0: it, right. and, 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 I, I don't think this is a spoiler but like the super conservative muslim is the one trying to like one of the guys who's trying to talk him out of doing right. this he's like this is a this is an awful idea you're not going to achieve anything right you need to stop this this isn't going yeah yeah so yeah for for as funny as this film is there is a lot of like a lot of what it's saying about muslim culture and especially in a in a uh like a melting pot situation where not everyone is understanding muslim culture Mm -hmm. um so it's 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 like not only is it very funny it's very smart and it's very relevant yeah so I I suggest everyone seriously should go find this film. Is this
2: still on Netflix? It was. For yeah, I, while, I don't
0: know if it is still on Netflix. We should know. we should look into that. No, it is not. It is not. Has it has been taken off. It is down. Oh. Well, there, it's still like, it's not hard. It's not hard to find this film. Um, I guarantee you can find it on multiple other streaming services. Or just uh, you know, take it off the internet. Uh, I'm, I'm not, saying should, not saying you should. Not saying you should. Saying it's a possibility. Uh,
2: this this movie also the brought the hell my is that? what? Brought my attention to my favorite '70s song that I never knew existed, <laughs> which is "Dancing in the Moonlight" by yeah, King Harvest. A There's a scene song. where they're just singing to it yep. in the car. Yep. And it's like on the way to like do a terrorist. Yeah, they're on, they're <laughs> on their way, they're on their way to blow themselves yeah, up, and they're yeah, singing that definitely.
0: song. It's, oh god, that movie's so good. So no, go check it out. It is so worth watching. So, on to our feature presentation. We watched Ba-ba-da-da. *Raging Bull*. The Bronx Bull, the Raging Bull. Let's
1: hear it for the great Jake LaMotta, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the best. I could take him more than anybody. You're dead, you're married. Think the young girl's me. There's no way I'm going down. I don't go down for nobody. Listen with him? Why does he have to make it so hard on himself? If you beat Trigger Ready, you'll get a shot at the title. You feel that way? There's no one else around who wants to fight me. They're all afraid. There's a lot of bad things, Joey. Maybe it's coming back to me.
0: Essentials. Netflix, Netflix Essentials. essentials.
2: An emotionally self-destructive boxer's journey through life as the violence and temper that leads him to the top in the ring destroys his life outside it. Okay.
0: This movie stars a couple people, but only two that I feel are worth mentioning. Robert De Niro and Joe
2: Joe Pesci. Pesci. Oh, don't forget Kathy Moriarty.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's she's true. In, she,
2: I mean, she's not a big as big a name, but she's been in stuff. She, that you'll she has been in a lot of different stuff. Uh, I mean, she is she's really the good in this evil movie. Evil lady from Kindergarten Cop. Yep.
0: if you remember uh, that movie,
2: she at was all. in Casper.
0: She was in Casper, indeed. Um, and that's so pretty much it. But
2: um, yeah, she's good. I mean, she's really good in the movie.
0: Uh and of course as as we mentioned last episode this this movie is directed by the great Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Um and written or it, it has a lot of writers heavy, credits.
2: heavy edits by uh Paul Schrader. Yeah, Paul Schrader really did cleaned the screenplay did up. Did not originally write it.
0: No, but he definitely did like <laughs> the reason it is what it is today is because of Paul. Oh, Schrader. Yeah. Uh,
2: apparently so. apparently when uh De Niro read the first draft of the script he hated it. Yep. Yeah. So
0: So before we get into our personal thoughts on this, I just wanted to go into a little bit of the history of this movie because I find it interesting. Sure. Um, Scorsese did not want to do this film at all.
2: He hated boxing.
0: Um, He hated boxing. He thought Jake LaMotta was an idiot uh, after reading the book. The only reason we got this film was because of Robert De Niro. De Niro wanted to do this right after Mean Streets. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do this before Taxi Driver.
2: Because he read his book, right? Yeah,
0: he, he read Jake LaMotta's book and said, I want to play Jake LaMotta. And Scorsese says, fine, do it with somebody else. I don't right. want to do this. Uh, he hated boxing. Um, then they did Taxi Driver. He was still on his case. And at this point, Scorsese was on the top of his game. And he's like, I can do no wrong. I'm going to do a musical and did New York, New York. <laughs> and it bombed. Yeah. Big time. Um, and at that point, correct me if I'm wrong, at this point... Rocky had already come out uh, yes I believe it was 1979 I yeah think so. so Rocky had like while they were making this Rocky had come out and Scorsese was like at that no, point...
2: 1976
0: even earlier ah Jesus. okay wow. I'll amend that um so yeah at that point he said like well I don't want to do a boxing movie because Rocky already is the greatest boxing movie ever made well I don't want to do this Um, But they kept pushing him. Paul Schrader was like, you can't lose with the script after I, you know, after I worked on it. Right. Um, And so I I just, I really find it interesting that 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 it it was directed by a man who didn't want to direct it.
2: I was also reading that prior to deciding, you know, coming fully on board, Scorsese had like his worst, one of his worst um, drug overdoses. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And was pretty depressed. And thought that his career was like falling off, so he started to relate to Jake LaMotta. Yeah, said you know this this story kind of resonates with me because I feel kind of like him, and I probably should do this movie so I don't kill myself.
0: That was that was a big that was a big thing because New York, New York went over so badly Mm -hmm. that critics were calling into question his ability to make movies, which is stupid because Mean Streets was a huge success. And then Taxi Driver made that look like nothing. So, like, he made both those films, and they were absolute critical and financial, like, box office blowouts. And then he does one bad film, and every critic abandons him. Just like, and everybody's like, well, I guess he's washed up. I guess yeah. he's a nobody now. So, yeah, he really did well, need to be this Well, to be fair, film. that probably
2: did happen to a number of directors in the 70s. That uh, had, yeah, that was, know, a, that was a common maybe occurrence. Maybe two, two great films and then just, just fell off the face yep. of the earth.
0: Yep, that happened to a lot of directors in the 70s. But uh, So, Matt, this is the first time you had not seen this prior. I not seen Raging Bull. So what What did you think of Raging Bull?
2: I liked it a lot. Um yeah, as as far as like my a first viewing goes, it's probably one of my favorite Scorsese films. Oh, wow. Okay. Um just I mean again, it's like it's it's a it's it's definitely a Scorsese film. Absolutely. In that there's no characters that you're coming out being like, they're you know, all, he's a good guy or I really of shit. resonate, yeah. Pretty much all the characters um, especially Jake LaMotta... Yes. Uh, you're not
0: rooting for this guy yeah, at all. Are
2: are, are pretty much dirtbags. Um but Scorsese doesn't take it upon himself to really judge them or say like you should totally look at all this bad stuff and feel this way. They just she just sort of shows him like he is. Yeah. Um so so that that is still the case very much in raging bull. But I don't know, it's it's a really like for some reason, it just feels a little bit more compelling. Maybe because I had just watched Taxi Driver not too long ago and I was more in the mindset to watch mm-hmm, this kind mm-hmm. of film. Maybe it's because it is biographical, which makes it a little bit more grounded in a yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found it enjoyable. I think it does a really good job of showcasing how someone 's greatest strengths can also be like the thing that makes them like a horrible person right exactly uh, because you know it 's abundantly clear that you know Lamada has all this rage you know when they when and when they show the fight scenes, the fight scenes are from what I understand, they revolutionized how fighting movies are shot, yeah, because you yeah. did not have any of this like you know even go back and look at Rocky a lot of it 's like outside of the ring from an audience perspective or it's like around the fighters right. maybe on the side of the ring uh lots of the the fight scenes in raging bull are very much from either la mata's perspective or the opposing fighters perspective right yeah it's very much like first person it's very visceral uh at times you'll see shots of just like the 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 cuts and like gashes of blood yeah, that just, just start emanating open. and it's it's very brutal it's very personal
0: yes um, absolutely so
2: so that that shows like all this rage that's burning inside this man and then you contrast it with the rest of the film where it shows like ah this you know taken away from the ring this really just makes him a really angry pathetic
0: yeah exactly jealous, like, like he's, yeah he's a jealous vengeful, insecure man Guys, yeah, just so filled with anger. Yeah. Um, Now, I had not seen... I came to Raging Bull late in the game. Okay. uh, Specifically because I have this thing, when I see a movie that has been parodied or spoofed a lot, I always worry coming to it. A perfect example is when I I finally got around to seeing Rear Window, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock classic uh, with... Uh, Jimmy Stewart Grace Kelly and Raymond Burr yes I've um, actually seen that one I, I I felt the fact that I had seen it spoofed so many times actually took away from the film because uh, sure uh, specifically I mean Rear Window has been spoofed by you know f- uh, The Simpsons um, Rear Window is the one with Jimmy Stewart and he's in a wheelchair yeah he's in a wheelchair yes. and he's like yes. looking out the okay, back of the window and he sees a, a, yes. a supposed murder you mm-hmm. go down Raymond Burr supposedly kills his wife um, I had seen that spoofed in The Simpsons, uh, in Venture Brothers, in, uh, a, 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 right. B- I think, uh, um, oh, what's that, uh, Wishbone, <laughs> fucking PBS yeah. show. There's so many films. So it, it kind of took that away from it. I knew Raging Bull had been spoofed in The Simpsons, multiple times in The Simpsons, yeah. multiple times in Futurama, um, so I, I I I was kind of uh, apprehensive to come and watch this film. I saw it about I want to say maybe a year ago, and I finally got around to seeing it, mm-hmm. and I was kicking myself pretty hard for not for waiting wow, that I long.
2: Don't, I don't feel too bad about just watching it.
0: Um, well, because for, for me, like I I was always championing uh, uh, Taxi Driver as Scorsese's best film, and then when I saw this, I'm like, no. In my opinion now yeah, raging, bull raging bull is his is best really film, uh, even though taxi driver is still my still my favorite uh Raging bull is just so damn good um, uh, yeah. I love the fact that it 's a boxing movie that isn 't necessarily about boxing i mean it's as all good,
2: a, I, I feel like all good sports films never you know the truly like transcendent sports films that you view as classics tend to be like you look at them and you 're like, you know this could basically be about any sport
0: right, right. um. And, 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 and in a way, it's very similar to uh, The Warrior when we watch yes. that, where the, here's an MMA film that's not about MMA. It's more right. about the interaction of the family and the brothers. This uh, is very similar, where the, the real story is uh, about Jake and his brother Joey uh, and how they, they kind of interact with each other. I mean, at, at the point that you're introduced to Lamada, he's already somebody. Right. He doesn't have to climb the his rise.
2: This isn't like Rocky where you have to watch him toil and struggle. The film actually begins with the first fight that he loses. Loses, yeah. He's undefeated. He, yeah, he's such a good boxer. And he loses to Sh-
0: Sugar, Sugar Ray uh, Robinson, uh, right? I
2: don't know if that's who he loses to. Uh, he eventually does lose to him. Right. He loses his title to Sugar Ray. That's right. I don't know if that's who he But uh But yeah, the, like the opening the
0: fight is his first loss. Like He's already somebody. Yeah. In the boxing world. Um, and like that's so, yeah, we, we we don't go through like there's no training montages. There's no like it's just literally you're dumped into him. And you're like, all right, he's a great fighter and we're going to go from here. And I think that's a, a really interesting choice uh, to make, especially from a screenwriting perspective where it's like we're, we're already introduced to him right out of the gate as this great uh, boxer.
2: Jimmy Reeves is who beats him in ah, the beginning
0: of the movie. Okay, there are so many boxers that end up like either him beating or like boxers that he fights that I. It's hard to keep track. Right. Um, the other amazing thing about this film is Robert De Niro's performance. Yep. Um. Just with the three different I, stages I can, of Lamada's life,
2: unswaveringly say that this is his greatest performance of his career. I would agree
0: with that. I would um, agree with that. He.
2: It's not. It's no happy accident that the film ends with him quoting uh, Marlon Brando yeah. on the waterfront. Yep, because his performance is on that same level of like vintage Brando. Yep. In fact, in a lot of ways, uh, Jake Lamada seems like a direct like lineage of of, of a character like Stanley Kowalski mm-hmm. in um, Stella.
0: Oh, uh, uh, streetcar named Streetcar
2: Desire. named Desire. I should know that I played that character. I might <laughs> not remember the name of the freaking play. Um, but yeah, a lot of times it feels like he's channeling like that character.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: I With can some see that. core differences, but particularly in how he re- how he interacts with and treats women uh-huh. is very much just like I'm an animal. You're mine. Uh, no one else can have you. Yeah. No one else can look at you. You can't don't, talk, don't to, like... talk to me that way. Get in line. Mm-hmm. Oh, you absolutely. Live, you live to absolutely. please me, etc. Um this movie is not without, you know, it's of course uh got its share of Scorsese cringe moments. Uh-huh. Um, yep. yep. One that comes to mind comes in within the relatively like first third of the movie is when he's having a romantic scene with his then um fling or that becomes his wife uh, vicky
0: vicky who is very young
2: <laughs> very young she, younger than she actually looks in the film yes
0: you you have to be reminded and i and i had the second time i watched it i'm like oh yeah she's supposed to be 15 in this
2: but in the beginning of this film he is you know having he's he's preparing for a fight but he's he's having like an intimate time with vicky and things get pretty hot and heavy And yep. you think it's going to be awkward in another way because Vicky starts appearing like, she, you know, to be blunt, she might um, give give old Jakey uh, some uh, fellatio. Yep. And what happens instead is that Jake says, all right, stop it. Like, he, he just stops her, like, out of the blue. And is like, stop it. I got to prepare for my fight with Sugar Ray. Yep. And he basically, like, turns away from her. And she's like, oh, what's the matter? And she keeps like coming up and trying to kiss him and stuff. He's like, nope, nope. Goes in the bathroom, takes a, a jug of ice water that and he apparently had prepared, prepared for this. For this
0: purpose.
2: And dumps it on his Johnson. Yep. Which just seems like one of the most uncomfortable that's, things that's, that yeah. you could possibly
0: ever do. Yep, that's not fun.
2: Like, <laughs> I, I just sat there and was like, ah!
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair scorsese always has a moment like that and this is probably the least like <laughs> they're far worse there there are in but, other scorsese but for some films. reason
2: that really like hit me and i was just like that oh yeah that seems that no
0: yeah there the, there are a lot of uncomfortable scenes in this film
2: uh the other specifically
0: yeah. the way Lamotta treats uh both his wives
2: well yeah uh um, his first wife Matches him in in that yeah she uh, she's she, she goes toe really, to toe she she just yells it, basically every scene they have together at the beginning of the film not it's just, much it's just them, them yelling at each other at the yeah. top of their lungs um yeah another uncomfortable scene is when he you know the c- big climactic scene when he goes over to his brother's house and just starts wailing on yeah him. he
0: starts beating the, in and, front in front of the family in front of his yeah, little kids in front of his kids and he's like just and his wife on his tries brother. to pull him off and he. Clocks his yeah. wife,
2: and yeah, at the end of the scene, you know, Scorsese makes a point to show his brother, you know, his niece and nephew, just like just standing staring there. there, just staring. It's at Just him.
0: like, ugh, that's so awful. And then, and then, of course, that's followed up uh, later when he owns the like when he gets in trouble uh, with the cops mm-hmm. for statutory rape. Or you I mean you get the feel like like something along something' those something lines. along those lines that he's, yeah. he's involved with a with a girl he didn't he didn't realize she was 14, Fourteen. yeah he, she he thought she was 21 but um they haul him into to jail and he 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 starts shat, not shadow boxing so so much as just like punching the walls and headbutting the walls and just saying you know how stupid he is yeah and just falling like, just falling apart and I'm like man it's it's you're you're literally watching, like, someone's life just crumble yeah, on screen.
2: Uh, apparently, when filming that, De Niro specifically requested, like, as minimal as crew as possible. So, in that scene, there's no boom mic operator. Oh, yeah? There's no, like, extra lighting people. It's just, like, it's he, a- was basically, he basically said, like, whatever you need just to put this on film.
0: Right. Bare minimum.
2: Um Just because I don't want to have, like, people around me when I do this. That that would be a
0: hard, like, again, his his performance in this is brilliant. And a lot of the scenes, I'd imagine, were really difficult for him to do.
2: Yeah. You know what else is, like, a testament? Like, obviously this is also a testament to, like, makeup and lighting and all that. Right. When you look at his character at first glance, you don't necessarily immediately see Robert De Niro. No, no. He looks... Different in this movie, he, even beyond the sixty pounds that he gained. Yeah, let's say he, for the he, ending part of he the gained, film, he gained.
0: For the beginning of the film, he I forget what he weighed, but like in in the like, latter half, he gained yeah. sixty pounds. Yeah, uh which damn, uh, yeah, he definitely he looks
2: very different. Very different. He's never he's never looked that heavy again in his career. So no, it, it, it definitely is shocking to see him like that. Yep. Uh, you know, back in nineteen eighty. Um. But the other thing about his, you know, commitment to the role is that he actually trained, as many people are wont to do in these types of roles, to be a boxer. But he got so good, and he was actually trained, one of his trainers was Jake LaMotta, amongst, like, one or two other guys that were, you know, professional boxing trainers. He got so good that he entered into some, you know, boxing competition and beat two out of three guys that
0: he went up against. Really? I didn't know this. of, of, Of,
2: like, you know... Maybe not professional, but like semi-pro boxers
0: in New York. Really, I, this yeah. this I did not know. That's let me, that's yeah, let me nuts. find it. That's nuts. I mean, it, it, I I can believe it, especially some of the the, um, boxing scenes are. It's obviously De Niro in there. Like it's not a stunt double. There's no way they could shoot it with a stunt double. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that Lamada had a hand in it because Lamada was on set. Like, yeah, giving him like which is. Cr-
2: Crazy to think about because this film does not paint him in a good
0: light. No, no, it, it does makes not. him a very but tragic apparently figure. the apparently the book is this is fairly accurate to Lamada's book. Apparently, apparently Lamada, yeah, yeah Lamada doesn't paint himself in a good light. So wow, that's interesting.
2: uh So here's the, yeah here's the quote: the actor found the actor being De Niro found that boxing came naturally to him. He entered as a middleweight boxer. Uh, in a Brooklyn boxing ring winning two out of his three fights and was dubbed Young Lamata by the commentator. Damn. According to Jake Lamata, he felt that De Niro was one of his top
0: 20 best middleweight boxers of all time. Huh. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So, the, the, like, I, I I really like the idea of, like, De Niro kind of giving up on acting for a while. Not, not that that would be a good thing because, like, the films we've gotten from him. But like the, just just like the alt history of him going and just, well I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue boxing for a little while. <laughs> That's nuts.
2: Yeah, it, I mean that is crazy about that he was that good that he could actually get like, in with real other other actual
0: professional boxers or at least I mean semi-pro you know usually boxers.
2: when you think of actors like training and stuff, it, you get the idea of like oh it's cool that they learned that so that they could act, act. Like yeah like they they looked or they looked like they were that good. That'd be
0: like Tom Hardy after The Warrior being like I'm gonna. Be an MMA fighter for a few rounds, like just for right. a few bouts, like. Uh, yeah, and
2: apparently, he was actually horrible.
0: Yeah, we yeah.
2: talked about that. How the reason he they gave him such a brutal fighting style is like he couldn't, he couldn't do, all do the
0: it. moves. Yeah, he so they were like, it.
2: "All right, we're gonna have you like knock people out right away." Yeah.
0: Um, um, but the other the the other performance in this that I think is just phenomenal is of course Joe Pesci, which yes. at this point in his career he was a nobody, and that's why they mm-hmm. picked him. He had done. Very little at this point. Um, He had
2: done a TV, yeah. He had done a TV show. I forget what it was called, The Death Collector. Who another another cast member showed up up.
0: on the Lucy show.
2: Yeah, but uh, but apparently he hadn't done anything for a couple of years, and he was just running a restaurant in New Jersey. Right when they contacted him, Um, so they literally pulled him out of the abyss. Yeah, to, to be in this movie.
0: Uh, and so he does. He they 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 get him on Raging Bull. He does such a fantastic job that De Niro uses him three more times, I think, because he uses him in Goodfellas. He uses him in Casino, and you mean Scorsese rather? I'm sorry, not yeah. I'm sorry, not De Niro. Yeah. Scorsese uses him in in uh. I guess it's just those those two others, um, Casino and Goodfellas. I don't think he does anything else for uh for Scorsese. But yeah, he is
2: very good. I mean Oh yeah, he's great. In this he's movie. he's a far cry, you know, beyond Scorsese. I think a lot of people get the picture of Joe Pesci being like the guy from Home Alone. Home Alone yeah. Uh, you know, people tend funny, to forget
0: that he's done some amazing funny short, work. you
2: know, uh, you know, Italian guy who's always making wise cracks
0: and Dude, stuff. Dude, okay, listen to this. This is insane for me. He did Goodfellas the same year that he did Home Alone.
2: <laughs> That's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? That is very ridiculous. So he went
0: from, you know, get your fucking shine box and then, you know, gunning people down to being like a slapstick humor guy in That's Home Alone great. in the same year.
2: That's great. Well, he's really neither of those roles in this. He's No, no, he's kind of the. In many ways, the, he's the voice of reason.
0: Yeah, in this yeah. Film. He's, he's very he's, much the voice of reason. Not that
2: he's like a super good guy, but. Um, you know. Well, no, they, Jake, they show
0: him cheating on his wife. Yeah, and, you know, stuff but but like, when he's he's
2: Jake is guy. going off the rails for most of the movie, he's what's keeping him in line. Yeah, he's the saying, only reason hey,
0: he's not going berserk. Hey,
2: you you need to keep your eye on the prize here and stop. You know, stop caring so much about you know who your wife looks at and yeah. stop caring so much about you know what people say about you. Just keep your eye on boxing yeah. and whatnot, and that works for a while until you know
0: yeah, jake until, just kind of breaks until until he stops talking to drugs. jake yeah because he yeah. T- t- tries to kill him um but yeah his his performance is is fantastic and again i just i just can't help but wonder like what would have happened to him if he wouldn't have gotten this role i can't imagine we'd be probably know. we wouldn't be, know who he was we'd still be running a restaurant yeah. in uh, new jersey yeah so he just does this is a fantastic job um yeah like i said this is I, I I re-watched this uh last night, and again, it just i, keep, I I'm just constantly reminded every, every time I see this movie, it's just like this is this earns uh its place in movie history. It was dubbed an instant classic by uh, uh Roger Ebert. He said this movie was was one of his favorite films. Um, mm-hmm, yep, yep, and it has uh even though it, it was not a critical uh success right away. Sure, and I think part of that was just politics of Hollywood because Scorsese had pissed a few people off at that point in his right. career. Um, it has gone on to receive like like people mention this film when they talk about the greatest films ever made. Mm-hmm. This film is mentioned up there with Jaws and Citizen Kane. Um, this film is mentioned in that pantheon. Uh, also, we should mention as far as like
2: you know production, uh, one of the Best like noir films,
0: yeah, I've ever seen yeah.
2: absolutely because if i if I wouldn't recognize De Niro or Pesci and you know put their ages together, mm-hmm. you could easily or maybe some of the content too, you could definitely fool me into thinking that this movie was shot in like the 1950s
0: oh easily easily it's
2: the, the, it, it,
0: it, it would not have shocked me one bit if a young humphrey bogart came swaggering on the screen i would have been yeah you would not have looked out of
2: place i mean it, it looks and sounds so much like a film decades before when it was actually shot right right um and that's you know you, you can't say that a lot about a lot of
0: noir film no, um, no. a lot of films try right uh, but it's really hard to get that feel. And I, I, again, you because you, you mentioned it earlier, the fact that it was shot in 1980, I keep forgetting that every time I see it, I have to remind myself that this was shot in 1980.
2: Right. It's after a lot of De Niro's and Scorsese's films. Like it's what's so crazy to think about, it, but it just seems so ancient.
0: Yeah, it seems like this is one of their like just the earliest work, and it really isn't. Um, yeah, I can't I can't stress enough that you you know. It's on Netflix instant. Really it it is a longer film. It's about two hours and Not super fifteen long. minutes, I think. I think
2: it's like two hours and nine minutes. Something like that. Just be like me, watch it in two late night segments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. And and I think it it the the movie's just so rewarding to watch. It's just so well made. And, and so well And I will say
2: it. too that as far as the Scorsese film goes, it actually does have like a resolution yes it's not necessarily a good warm feeling resolution oh there's no hope in this film (laughs) it's it's it's, it is a resolution of like okay like i get it now like i see this guy's life and i see like Mm. this is this is like i feel like i have closure it's not good closure it doesn't make me feel happy right but like i get the sense of like okay this is what the story this is what his life was basically telling me and his story has told me yeah um so that's that's another thing that I would say kind of separates this from a lot of other Scorsese films where I get to the end and I'm like I don't know how to feel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's uh let's put a rating on this thing.
2: <sighs> I'll give it 13 out of 13 rounds. Nice. That uh you have to go with Jake LaMotta. If you if if you don't get knocked out there's a good chance you'll win because it seemed like he only lost when he didn't get the knockout.
0: Yeah, when he didn't get that. Because, knockout.
2: Because uh, it seemed like it seemed like people would just beat him by not getting knocked out and uh, getting more points. Uh, I'm gonna go
0: with. I'm gonna go with uh, ten out of ten car doors to the face that <laughs> Joe Pesci oh, uses yeah, against brutal. that one guy. Yeah, he has. I uh, I forget the character's name. Silva. Silva. Yeah. He like has him, has him like, or Salvi, uh, 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 his head <laughs> just in a car, like not even his head, completely, like his head and torso, just you know, he's just slamming this car door shut on him over and over and over again, and the whole time I'm thinking, is anyone gonna stop him? And of course, no cops are ever called. Right. They just settle it in the back room of some gentleman's club, right? And the guy that that you get the feeling the mob guy is just like, just yeah, forget about it. It's fine. Shake hands and get over it, right so all right well, that about uh that about wraps it up here for us on end of the critic. as always I want to remind everybody to go to our facebook page uh and like us there, get involved uh if you have a suggestion for a shotgun review, uh please by all means suggest it there um and we will get to it as soon as, as soon as possible uh, as always I want to mention uh, our theme song. Uh, by Bobby Roberts. You can get that. Uh, you can get it for free at uh, geekremix.com. dot uh, Bobby, my booby. That that that's what took me off because you didn't make any kind of comment about him. Bobby, my boy. <laughs> my booby. My booby. All right. So uh, anyway, we're uh, we're not sure what we're doing next. <laughs> we'll let you know. Find TBA. It al-
1: find it out on the Facebook hey, page. Hey, this is a good reason to subscribe to our Facebook page. Absolutely. You can and find out Mike, ahead of time. And hopefully Michael will remember Maybe. to put it up because I
2: might not. <laughs> Probably not, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, until next time, I'm Chris Clump. I'm a shaver. Park. Yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs>